Before we dive into today's episode, I want to tell you about a free three-act worksheet to help you structure your story. Whether you're a plotter or a pantser, a novelist or short fiction writer, this three-act worksheet will help you navigate your material and even begin each new story with a better plan. Download yours at nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. Stop getting stuck in the middle of your draft. Go grab this free worksheet, nancypinuccio.com forward slash act. You can engineer a stellar plot line, dream up characters with compelling conflicts. You can have action in every scene, all the broad strokes, but it's the accumulation of small word choices that keep readers spellbound because every single word matters. You can't use them cheaply. When it comes to writing stories readers devour, it's all about creating immediacy, sentence by sentence, word by word. Today, I'm going to give you three quick editing tips you can apply right now, right on the sentence level, just by tweaking your verbs. Now, this is a blind spot for just about every writer I work with. It's also one of the simplest and most fun elements to fix. So grab your work in progress, grab a pencil, and let's do this. Writer Unleashed is for you, a writer who has a story you want to bring onto the page and into the hearts and minds of readers. I'm Nancy Pinuccio, writer, editor, and writing coach. And each week, we'll explore techniques, mindsets, and inspiration for writing stories readers can't put down. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's begin. During my very first graduate writing workshop, Doug Glover took his green pen to a page in my story, and he circled all the weak verbs. And then he connected the circles, creating this green spider web that spanned across the better part of the page. Now, it crushed me to learn that my story, which I'd worked on for years and had even been praised by previous teachers, was in actuality a bloat of lazy writing. But this green spider web elevated my writing on a profound level because immediately after that workshop, I took my own pen to my pages only to find that spiders obliterated not just one page, but my entire story. My entire story was lazy. So I went to work sentence by sentence, word by word, until I banished every single spider web. This resulted in sculpted, more muscular and powerful writing. And the most surprising result? By getting granular sentence by sentence, word by word, by trimming and toning the sentences and all the flab, I discovered the story I had been trying to tell all along. 
Over the next several weeks, I revised that story, not only on the sentence level, but thematically, emotionally, and structurally. And I deepened my characters with texture and complexity. Having that control over my own material changed everything about the way I write first drafts, the way I approach revision. It's the way I approach every new piece of writing. Lazy verbs afflict most stories in progress, but we can become more intentional about the verbs we choose. And it's the accumulated effects of those micro choices that make our story exciting to read. So here are my three tips. Number one, minimize weak to be verbs. So what do I mean by weak to be verbs? Weak to be verbs are was, am, is, are, were, had been, would have. So taking from my own lazy story, in the days that he loved her, my mother had been a glamorous woman, had been a glamorous woman. That's pretty inert, and it doesn't tell us anything about the glamour. It doesn't give it to us at all. There's no image. It's just a statement of fact. So that verb is inert. So to be verbs are dead things. They're inert. They make your sentences flabby and entire scenes invisible. Their sole function is to link to a noun or an adjective or a phrase, and they tell us about a state of being but they lack action and they lack meaning. Compare this sentence. The hill was steep with the building's triangular shadow cut upward across the hill like a wedge. Okay, so the hill was steep is pretty lazy and it's pretty abstract. It it gives us the fact and it tells us the hill was steep, but it doesn't give us the proof. It doesn't give us an image. It doesn't give us the essence or the sight of the steepness. It doesn't give us the proof. So the building's triangular shadow cut upward across the hill like a wedge. So the weak verb was is replaced by cut. And it gives us a strong image of the steepness. We can see it. We can feel it. We can see it vividly. Now, you can't banish to be verbs completely. Sometimes they're necessary. And yes, they are grammatically correct. But when you habitually default to them, the reader gets kicked out of the world of your story. And that's because to be verbs don't create images. And without images... The reader can't have a visceral, emotional response to your story. Yes, they can have an intellectual response, but they don't have an emotional response. They don't feel it in their body. Now, readers, we all read with our body. We feel it. The hill was steep is very different from the triangular shadow cut up across the hill like a wedge. That gives us a feeling of the steepness. We can see it. We can feel it. Number two, replace mundane verbs with active, descriptive verbs. Now, verbs are very descriptive. They can be. Generic verbs like 
walk, run, lift, etc., those make good starter verbs in our early drafts, but revision is all about chiseling each sentence, making scenes more muscular and potent. So verbs shouldn't just walk, they should saunter, sachet, galumph, not just run, but dash, not lift, but boost or hoist, not just circle around, but curlicue. So active verbs energize your writing, and they describe way more vividly than any adjective. And number three, reach for the sound, shape, and texture of your verbs. You want to go for precision here. So does the sun shine on the hillside or slant? Does the car race around the corner or careen? Do crickets chirp in the dusk? or sizzle? Do her thoughts race or zoom? Does the downpour soak the street or does it rake the asphalt and gurgle in the ruts? Okay, so here's what to do next. Take any passage from your work in progress. Number one, circle all your to-be verbs was, am, is, are, were, had been, would have. Number two, rewrite your sentences to include active verbs. And number three, do you have any generic verbs? Circle them. Generic verbs like walk, run, dance, etc. Okay, now replace them with something more precise. Reach for sounds, shapes, and textures. And just for kicks, add up your two be verbs. Remember, you can eliminate them completely. Then add up your active verbs. You should have a higher ratio of active verbs to those weak to be verbs. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Writer Unleashed. I hope these three editing tips help you write sentences that are more muscular, more concrete, more vivid, and more fun to write. Now, inside the Emerging Writers Academy opening this September, we'll have a course devoted solely to sentences. We're going to get real granular word by word so that you can bring action, conflict, and drama right on the sentence level. To learn more and to hop on the Academy waitlist, head on over to nancypinuccio.com forward slash writer, nancypinuccio.com forward slash writer writer. I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. Till then, keep writing and I'll talk to you soon.